0: Today's small but mighty agency owner used the Upwork platform to grow his animation agency to multiple six figures in under two years. Going from solopreneur to a team of nine, this agency owner is building the business of his dreams where he gets to do what he loves and make an impact on the lives of others. How do he do it? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. If you're a creative consultant or agency owner who wants to know what the roller coaster ride really looks like to grow your business from one to many, you're in the right place. My guest and I pull back the curtains on the realities of growing and running agencies of different sizes and what it takes to build a team. And if you're anything like me, you want more than the highlight reel. You want to learn from the mistakes of others so that you can stop short of making the same mistakes. I'm your host. Audrey Joy Kwan. I spend my days as a coach and consultant to multiple six and seven figure agency owners. For the last seven years, I've been behind the scenes helping people grow, lead, and operate small but mighty agencies. Here at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast, we'll uncover what works and And equally as important, what didn't work to get these business owners to where they are today. Hello, Guillermo. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us on the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. You run a studio called Broken Pencil Studio. And I really want to dig into the meaning behind that name. But Before we do that, tell us who you are and the type of agency that you run.
1: Well, first of all, Audrey, thank you so very much for having me. Uh, my name is Guillermo Chen. I am the founder and chief creative officer at Broken Pencil Studios. Uh, we are a Calgary-based uh, animation studio focused on well, animation, design, and illustration. And f- interesting that you ask about our name, because everyone would say like, oh, Broken. Like, why Broken? <laughs> we do have a, we, a belief, I would say. We truly believe that we're all a little broken, but any broken pencil can create beautiful art. And that's kind of like the premise behind our our name.
0: Anything broken can create beautiful art. It's poetic. And I know there's an origin story to that name. Can you tell us more?
1: Absolutely. So this this goes a little bit into my personal life. Um, so my wife and I, uh, we have been struggling with depression and anxiety. And I say we, not because I am the one dealing with depression or anxiety, but it is a together journey. My wife has been dealing with this. And through the journey, we have realized that it is more common than what we thought it was. And we realized as well that every single person, whether they're actually going through mental health issues uh, per se or not, they're actually going through their own battles. And that is where we we kind of like thought, hey, we are all <laughs> a little broken, but that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't mean that just because of that, just because you are going through uh, mental health issues or just because you are going through other challenges in your life that doesn't mean that it ends there that doesn't mean that you cannot go ahead and and get up and do amazing things that doesn't mean that you cannot create beautiful art so that's not the end so that is uh, why we decided to to kind of like utilize this understanding and this acknowledgement from our personal life and translate that into into what now Broken Pencil Studios is, and integrate that as well to our mission statement. So as our mission is to make a positive impact in the world through animation design illustration.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I want to know, how did you start your agency?
1: <laughs> um, well, Broken Pencil Studios was found in the 2019, right before the pandemic started. <laughs> and here in Alberta, we were kind of like in the middle of a kind of like weird, uh, economical recession uh, some would say where people were losing uh, jobs because of the oil and gas and whatnot and uh, and I, I remember I had um, a neighbor and um, her name is Karina and she literally told me, Guillermo, <laughs> what are you going to, like what are you doing? How like? Why are you going to leave your good paying job as a head digital animator at a video company to just go ahead and jump with your two feet into the water and start a business knowing that your family, in this case, like my wife, she was on long-term disability because of um, the anxiety and depression. And and my answer was like, yeah, but we now know exactly what she has, which is CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Therefore, it's nothing that we know that would actually affect our son or nothing that we know that is genetically, uh, you know, like any any of those things that like we have to prepare ourselves for like what's going to happen in the future. But pretty much it's, it's things that we had to deal with that we didn't deal with at the moment that we had to deal with them. So there was no, for me, it was a no brainer. For me, it was like, we have no issues. <laughs>
0: It sounds like two very different perspectives between your friend who saw it as risky and you who knowing the diagnosis felt even more reassured that this was the right time.
1: Yeah, um there's there a there's an interesting aspect of of risk. And from my point of view risk comes when when there is lack of knowledge, when there is uncertainty on certain, on on some things. From my point of view, the only risk that I had at the time was not getting clients. That was the only risk because I knew I, I trusted my ability to to do the work that I needed to do. I trusted my ability to not quit. <laughs> and I trusted that I was going to work hard to get it done. So I did had uh, a plan or at least what was the minimal viable product for me to be successful. At that time, I was actually at a salary of 70,000 Canadian dollars a year. So I said okay, I have one year. I have one year. And if within that one year, I cannot make the same or more, then I have a challenge. Then I have to find a different option or do something different. So that was my threshold. If I could make more than $70,000 a year doing what I wanted to do, then I could continue to the next year. So I, I, I sat down with my wife and we crafted a, a plan. We we kind of like did a projection of what we needed to do per month. And we tried to find the advantages that we had at that time. How can we actually get clients without having to invest, let's say, that much uh, out-of-pocket money? How can we actually have the biggest reach possible, right? Without being known. People knew me as like oh guillermo an animator or whatever like if they know a friend or whatnot but not necessarily what I wanted to do not necessarily BPS or Broken Pencil Studios as a company and 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 that was a challenge so the 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 first thing we actually decided to do was was to find platforms that we could use in order to get reach or this this reach to everyone with regards to 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 what our plan was.
0: I want to dig deeper into how you gained more visibility for your agency in the first year. I know one platform in particular helped you build your multiple six-figure business in year 1. Before we go there, I want to explore how you brought Broken Pencil Studio to life.
1: I would say that it it was it was the beginning of me letting go of my fears. And and the reason the reason why I say this is because, uh, well, I am an immigrant, Canadian immigrant. And when I when I was living in Costa Rica, I started my first couple of companies there. They were not as successful as Broken Peso Studios. And again, it was just me trying to do something that I loved and whatnot. So I have always had that entrepreneurial spirit. But when I got here, there was there was this big kind of like shadow over me. Being a, a an an immigrant, mm. now I'm Canadian, but like being an immigrant, English not being necessarily my first language, and all these different things uh that, that come with it, there was there was a little bit of, of fear of failure overall. And mm-hmm. the moment I actually did this, that validation, it was kind of like fear the fear went out of door. And I was like, you know what? There is nothing That can actually stop me at this point in time because it is based on my own belief about how much I can do. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) It does. It absolutely does. After failing something a few times, it can cause a lot of doubt. I know through our conversations that Broken Pencil was a series of courageous steps including launching a drawing workshop that drew in a lot of interest from the community and gave you the courage to take your passion for drawing and animation and turn it into a service and then an agency. Broken Pencil is now in its second year and a multiple six-figure business that isn't slowing down. You had mentioned a little earlier that marketing was a mystery to you. To be where you are now, revenue-wise, you overcame that challenge. Tell us what you have been doing to market your business and grow it as fast as you
1: have. I know marketing is incredibly important for any any business because there is a connection between marketing and sales. And at the same time, I need to be cognizant about our operational cost because we, we didn't start with a bunch of money to actually do the whole thing. So we need to be careful about our our spending habits on on that front. So we need to find what was the most efficient way for us to have the biggest reach without having the the time-consuming effect of what marketing entails. Because... If you ask any marketing agency right now, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a marketing campaign. And they they do Mm. email blasts. They do social media posts. They do paid ads. They do outdoor. They do all these different things that's so much time consuming that you have to do. And it's targeting specific areas, most of them geographical areas based on where you are. One of the beautiful things about animation, design, illustration, and it's that there is no barrier. Mm. I can, we can be doing things, and we have been doing things for clients in China, in Australia, in the US, in the UK, and there is no barriers whatsoever. So, how could we actually access uh, a global space? How could we market to a global space without having to be to be calling them, doing cold calls, or sending five hundred emails a day? Like I didn't want it that. To be our marketing strategy. I didn't want it also to be cold calling people and sending and e-blasting anyone. So I could tell you that the first two years we have done like we have not invested anything in marketing. Well, that's not true. Not anything, but we have been using some platforms that have allowed us mm-hmm. to have global reach without having to be doing so much marketing overall. So our first client actually was from the U.S., and because of that first client that was uh, outside of Canada, we we were able we were approached by the Trade Accelerator Program, which is a program for exporters because we were an exporting company. Our first year, we were actually already exporting outside of Canada, so we started using a platform called Upwork, and this is no secret. There's no secret sauce on this.
0: It blew me away how fast you have grown your agency by using one channel. This is my first time hearing someone growing an agency to high multiple six figures in two years using the Upwork platform. I'm sure everybody listening wants to know, how have you been doing that?
1: So the first, again, like based on our quote unquote strategy for marketing, we needed to find like if we actually went ahead and approached all those different companies that we probably know or that we have worked in the past or that we are friends with someone in there, it was more of like kind of like knocking and saying, like, hey, do you have anything for us? Like, can we help you with something? And whenever you are selling something, there has to be like it's um if you're if you're approaching this person that has no interest in your product, then you have to do the whole hundred percent of the sale. <laughs> but if you have someone coming to you, then you already have 50% of that sale done. And the only thing that you have to do is that 50% to close the sale. In Upwork, there are millions of projects that not only individuals, but big companies, I'm talking about big companies, like Johnson & Johnson would actually have posted things over there and their marketing department would actually be like, hey, yeah, we're going to actually hire someone from wherever in this huge pool of things. So we, were, we thought about this and we were like, wow, like there's so much projects out there. We just have to be careful on how to filter this in a way that it would work for us. And yes, they have a system where you have to buy tokens, right? Or you have to buy, uh, yeah, tokens. And, and based on those tokens that you would actually apply to like X proposals, but you can actually see the proposal before. So it's like having this massive library and it becomes to a certain degree, a numbers game. Because if you actually go ahead and send, and it's the same thing with regular marketing, regular marketing, you actually say, okay, we're going to actually go ahead and do a campaign. We're going to get X amount of impressions. That X amount of impression is going to give us X percentage. And then therefore conversion is going to be a percentage of what we get back. And Upwork, it's a little bit less because they already, the 50%, it's already there. They already need someone to do their stuff. and They're already looking for that someone. So, we just went ahead, and we started submitting to the proposals that they already had put out there. And normally, on a marketing return on investment, it, it is said that a good return investment on marketing dollars, it's one to five. Right? You get for every one dollar mm-hmm. you spend, you get five dollars back. An amazing one, it's one to ten. And on the first year, COVID being here. <laughs> We actually looked into what we had spent in Upwork and our marketing return investment was one to 17. So for every $1 we were actually spending, we were getting $17 back.
0: Did you know that I have a free team growth roadmap? Imagine if you didn't spend all day, every day in the weeds of running your business. That can mean more flexibility, more freedom, less overwhelm. I created the Team Growth Roadmap to help my clients gain direction on the strategic systems and leadership actions for a streamlined business and a self-managing team to grow your business. Inside the roadmap, I share my COMPASS method, an acronym for each step of the roadmap to get you out of the weeds of running your business and help you have a small but mighty team that gives you more freedom and flexibility. You can get all the details over at audreyjoykwan.com. That's A-U-D-R-E-Y-J-O-Y-K-W-A-N.com. Or click the link in the show notes right there in your podcast app. Back to the show. Guillermo, I know you've got big growth plans and you've been scaling your team. The first year was a lot of hustle for you and you're getting out of that hustle now with a team. Tell us more about what that looks like.
1: Yes. So, well, the first year was just me, myself, and I uh, working every single day uh, until 4 a.m. and then getting up at 7.30. Some days I would actually not sleep. And then my wife would be like, what? You haven't slept? <laughs> and that's that's sometimes sometimes people, uh, they they think like, oh, look at this person. Like, They have their company or whatever, and, and they don't see what you have to go through to get there. And I'm not, generalizing because some they actually started a different way in my case i started with my computer uh, on myself and that was it and then uh, that first year i needed more i got to a cap because i could not make more hours in the day <laughs> i could not work anymore myself so i needed to expand and our expansion and our growth has been 100 organically organical we I hire our first our first co-worker, our first team member, and again, using my using my connections to my advantage, using my resources to my advantage. I come from Costa Rica and I learn animation in Costa Rica, and I was like, hey, I can definitely go ahead and bring someone from Costa Rica to help me on this on, on this project and whatnot, pay them way more than what they would normally get paid uh in Costa Rica, but still being less than what i would actually spend Mm -hmm. if i hire someone from here so this is just me being logical and like managing resources and now we have been able since then two years ago to now we have been able to expand uh we are a team of nine people in the team uh redundantly (laughs) we're a team of nine we have uh our operations manager she's from new jersey uh we have an an a project manager uh from here in Calgary We have two uh business advisors as well from Calgary and we have a production team that it's that it's an international production team we have uh people well we have friends from Costa rica we have friends from Honduras and we're expanding as we go We used to have a uh as well friends from brazil and and this is what we are right now uh we are right now actually we're looking for more people as we keep on growing because fortunately one of our team members the first person i actually hired uh a friend of mine his name is paulo uh he got an offer to actually work on the new marvel well not new but like the marvel series what if and i was like paulo Go for it. <laughs> like, go for it. Like, I would, ne- even though, like, we need it, we need more people. But I'm like, Pablo, I would, like, not in the middle of years, I would tell you to stay with us or mm-hmm. anything like that. This is a one uh, lifetime opportunity. Go for it. We might actually cross paths in the future, and you would actually probably help us grow even further. So, so yeah, um, <laughs> this is where we're We're a team of nine. Uh, amazing people!
0: Your journey is spectacular. Thank you so much for sharing your story with all of us today. Before we wrap up, what keeps you inspired and at your
1: best? That's huh, that's a good question. I think I think that I, as an animator, as a designer, and illustrator as well, I have always had this. When I was when I was younger, I I always wanted to work for Disney. That was one thing that I was like, oh man, I would love to be working on. An, an animated movie and and i think that has always been within myself we are expanding our entertainment division we are working our, our on our own ip mm-hmm. series and 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 shorts and to be honest i think it, it's a combination of things when disney first started it was him walt disney and Up iworks and they were literally starting in a like Really old place. Same thing with every single huge company right now. They started in a garage. They started in anywhere, right? They had no idea, no idea how big companies like Disney would, would grow to be. But it just takes that first step. So for me, it's the same thing. Mm. I want to do animation. I want to actually create something that would have a positive impact in the world. I want to do things with Mm-hmm. The, the the talent that we have, the skills that we have to help to a certain degree, and there is no limit. So I wanna know how far can BPS grow with me here or in this lifetime? Like COVID has has kind of like given us a, a, a kind of like a splash in the face of reality where everything can change overnight. Everything can change overnight. So, what are you doing? Like, if you, like, what are you doing? Honestly, what if you don't work for your own dreams, then who's going to work for your dreams? No one is going to work for it.
0: Guillermo, you are most definitely living the truth of going after your dreams. If somebody was looking for you online, where can they connect?
1: Uh, yes. So, you can actually, well, first of all, our our website is it's it's out there, it's brokenpencilstudios.ca. Uh, if you type, Dot, dot com it would also appear <laughs> you can follow us on instagram we are doing so many cool things right now uh, with regards to our own entertainment division uh, our instagram handle is broken pencil yyc so go ahead and follow us on twitter go ahead and follow us on instagram we are actually working on a very cool project called purple the dragon that actually teaches kids key- kids about emotional regulation um a book is coming on the on its way uh an animated um, version of the book it's already been worked and a series potentially would actually come as well as we keep moving forward
0: thank you Guillermo.
1: thank you thank you very much for having me here
0: Thanks for listening to the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. Or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging me at Audrey Joy Kwan.